COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa, both S's. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at IC Sativa Pod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor.fm, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor.fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have $5 and above tiers if you're feeling extra generous. And a special thanks goes out to our current Patreons and supporters. Shout out to our friends of the show, Reefer Revolution, for supporting the podcast. Shout out also to Joey One Love 420 also a friend of the show and contributor of, of the show uh, and founder and frontman of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Victory! So it seems that our brothers and our sisters over in El Paso have scored a major victory. Howdy y'all, it's Dan Scotland joining you from Legal Massachusetts, the heartland of America. So for today's episode, we are going to be talking about the major and huge victory that the people of Texas have secured. Um, so this is from the, from the great folks of Marijuana Moment. It's written by Kyle Yeager. Um, I just want to say that, like, um, shout out to my El Paso listeners and all my Texas listeners. I love all my listeners and all my fans and support, su- supporters. Um, Shout out to you guys for for coming in week in and week out and listening to what we're doing. Um, it may seem that like the talking to your relatives, talking to your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, your your your, your even coworkers about cannabis reform, or, or just voting in, in a municipal or or state level for people that are going to move the ball on on reform it may seem like you're not doing much it may seem like oh i'm 
just voting for this pro canvas city council person or voting for this pro canvas judge or whatever in a local election, it may seem like you're not doing much or you're not moving the ball forward, but piece by piece and little by little, you're doing work. Like this victory wouldn't be possible without all the work that all, all of us are collectively doing in our individual states or municipalities. So According to Marijuana Moment, El Paso, Texas lawmakers approved measure to reduce arrests for low-level marijuana possession. Written by Kyle Yeager. The El Paso City Council approved a measure on Tuesday that encourages police to issue citations for low-level marijuana cases instead of making arrests. The cite and release proposal passed in a 7-0 vote. So 7-0. So these are, these, these, all seven of these politicians get that cannabis reform is a priority. And again, this, this is, this, all this work was done by you, the listener, you know, that might live in El Paso and that might, that, that vote in local elections or they're cognizant of, of, of the politicians and what they're doing. Um, you got all seven of them to, to, to be, to, to decriminalize and to, to, to be receptive to the, to the desires and to the, to the, um, to the constituency of me- medical marijuana users and adult use users and to people who just want cannabis reform. We are a constituency and, um, we were able to get all seven of them to be in our pockets again when you're moving the ball on a state level on a local level doesn't seem like you're doing much but you're doing much it it, brick by brick as long as you're voting you're showing up you're writing to these council city council people you're 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 voting people in on a state level you know even if it's just one person one reefer madness person that you knock off in city council or that you knock off in the state legislature and replace with one that does align with you that's work. That's moving the ball forward. That's getting the touchdowns. You know, that's getting, that's getting the three points. That's getting the seven points. It doesn't seem like that, but it, it is. Now, liken this to one other story, um, before we continue the article. Like in Massachusetts, for example, in my legal Massachusetts, um, which is a heartland of America, we had a anti-cannabis lawmaker. Um, he was one of the people that like I talk about when we legalized um, four years ago, November 2016 in December, like just a couple weeks after it passed and after home grow had become legal for all adults over 21, these lawmakers during a December lame duck session, they, 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 um, they rewrote the adult use law, the adult use initiative hiked up tax rates, um, um, delayed the implementation and one of the chief architects of this was a was a was a politician that was high on reefer madness and has been for a lot of his um political political career otherwise um senator lewis who was one of the architects of reefer madness or was one of the architects of the delay and the rewrite of the initiative you know the very next year in 20 I want to say 2017 or 2018, we primaried that. We primary one of the architects of the of the initiative rewrite and and um, the shenanigans that was played upon the Massachusetts voters. We primaried him. Um, that person got I think like 47, 48 percent of the vote. Um, but the incumbent, but the incumbent that was the architect of Reaper Madness, he still won his seat back, but. 
a message was sent to him after doing that. You know, he almost he almost lost it through, due to his V for Madness. We sent a message, and you know that particular lawmaker he became more more pro cannabis. Like he started proposing bills. Like I, I believe one bill that he proposed was um to get rid of drug testing with cannabis or whatever, and he was one of the key instruments of sort of expungement and stuff and you know cannabis activists had him on the show after he sort of changed his ways and you know we were able to come to an understanding with this lawmaker and this lawmaker knows that there's a cannabis constituency that will that will make him vulnerable i mean otherwise um he's a very progressive you know lawmaker and he's very he's very good on every other issue i mean we're all not single issue voters obviously but point point being when you put pressure on your lawmakers on a local level, a city level, federal level, it works. You know, it doesn't seem like that. It doesn't seem like that. Um, that four yards that you you got made the difference towards the team getting the touchdown, but it did. But let's let's continue. The site and release proposal passed seven zero by seven zero vote with one abstention. It directs the city manager to implement the policy change that the pe- that the people who commit to a c- class A or class B misdemeanor cannabis possession offense are not immediately sent to jail or processed. Advocates say that this will result in less wasted time and resources for law enforcement and reduce the jail population. Individuals cited would have to appear appear before a judge at a later date, however. State State legislation that passed in in 2007 gives police the discretion to issue citations rather than bring people into custody for misdemeanor offenses. But some law enforcement agencies have insisted that continuing to lock people up for for minor have insisted on continuing to lock up people for minor cannabis offenses. Meanwhile, El Paso isn't the only city in Texas to push for marijuana reform on a local level. While cannabis remains criminalized statewide, the Austin City Council approved a resolution aimed at ending arrests for low-level marijuana possession earlier this year, though the city's police department hasn't police department said that it would continue to make arrests regardless so jesus christ i mean it just seems that with this with these cops like oh we don't make the law we we only enforce it or whatever no a here's 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 a news flash to people not in the loop cops i mean there have been some helpful cops that i've seen in my lifetime so I'm not I'm not going to be like I'm not going to radically say all cops are bad, but a lot of cops are. A lot of cops want to continue to they they want to they see law enforcement as a revenue maker, you know. 
it's not so much, oh, if we decram, it's going to be dangerous because there's going to be more people doing the cannabis or whatever. No, it's because I'm not going to get overtime. Me and my buddies are not going to get overtime anymore if we can't profile and give people tickets. Like that's what, that's what this is for them. And that's why they use their muscle to prevent re- reform where they're like, oh, we're not going to, or the city, the city council and the city people said that city council and the aldermen and all and the mayor said that this is a low priority. And then the, the putting people in jail or put or citing people is kind of a waste of time and resources in the city. And all the city officials have agreed that this is a waste of time and resources. But oh no, the people that quote unquote enforce the law want to make the law to continue to to give arrests they want to continue to get their numbers up so they can get overtime they can get all they can get the money train going and keep it going we see this in neighboring in my neighboring new hampshire you know the the corrections industry i mean a lot of people in that state eat off the corrections industry and this corrections industry when you know the state when they when when New Hampshire lawmakers even make a, a weak effort towards, you know, home grow rights for the citizens or they make an effort towards, um, you know, a, a sort of possess and, um, possess and gift adult use law. The cops like, Oh no, we can't do that. We can't do that. Um, you know, we don't want the wrong kind of people coming into New Hampshire and ruining the character of New Hampshire. A, B, we don't want, um, we don't want to lose the money train. So you have them saying, oh, it's going to be bad. It's going to create more crime. Da, da, da. The cops exist only to protect property and they exist only to make quotas a lot of the time. That's it. I mean, there are some cops that really believe in, 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 in trying to make the, the city or the municipality safer and try to get rid of elements that are going to put people in danger. There are some cops that generally take the job seriously, but there are a whole bunch that want to be like these folks and continue to give people tickets for cannabis because they get overtime. And, um, even when, even when the officials of that city say that this is a waste of time, these cops want to continue to get the money. The El Paso City Council first took up the site and release proposal in November, but after some disagreement among representatives, it initially, it initially voted instead to consult with the law enforcement and the district attorney's office to develop recommendations for its implementation. Now, with the proposal that has been approved this week, it is up to the city manager to come up with the implementation plan and policy into effect by September 1st. Since 2007, all law enforcement offices in Texas have the legal authority and discretion to issue citations rather than arresting people for small amounts of marijuana. Heather Fazio, director of Texans for Responsible Marijuana Policy, told Marijuana Moment. They usually don't use this discretion because of political pressure. The text of the El Paso measure states that arrests for misdemeanor possession of marijuana result in significant drain on the police department, requires countless man hours and tax dollars to arrest transport and book each alleged offender and quote the city council 
still seeks to further the goals of reducing jail population for nonviolent offenders and reducing the time that officers spend on jail processing procedures and a side and release program for class A and class B misdemeanor possession of marijuana in the best interest of the city of El Paso and its citizens. The resolution continues. Police have to receive funding or receive training, excuse me, on how to process, on how the process will work. And local governments will incur an estimated annual cost of about 2600 to cover citation books. El Paso first enacted marijuana prohibition in 1915, well before the federal drug war ramped up. But in the decades since, the city council in the Texas border town has some interesting leadership on drug policy on the drug policy reform front. One of the clearest examples is former councilman Beto O'Rourke, Democrat. Shout out to him. He, he, like, I mean, I, I've read a little bit about his early city council work with, with regards to drug reform. And I, I like that. Like any politician, like shout out to him. Any politician prior to like, prior to 2010 that was like going to the mat for drug reform, I give, I, F ton of credit, you know, and that includes people like Ron Paul. That includes Roy Barker, who, who made the amendment. That includes, um, um, Farr, the, the guy who, who initiated that med, that amendment protecting medical marijuana from raids or whatever. Like, again, like if you, if you're younger than like, I don't know, 28 or whatever, 28, 27, there was a time in, in the 2000s where this no one touched this issue. You know, we weren't even cracking 40 something percent support in the odds. You know, you only had people like Ron Paul saying, oh, you know, we're wasting too much money on, 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 on putting people in jail for cannabis. And we should we should cut back on that. You know, I remember again, I've told this story before I had I took AP government when I was in high school and um, I had this teacher that was a our teacher was a diehard conservative and um, she would always sort of make these slick remarks, these slick like she would also be extra critical on me on my papers like like my best friend like sat right next to me in that class and like. Like he would all, he would always, he would always comment that like she's so harsh on you. Like why, why is she overly critical of like a few smelling mistakes here and there when, um, you know, cause when we took these, like when we took, when we took AP Gov, like we had to take a lot of prep. Like the, the, the class was set up to always prepare us for that ultimate exam we're going to take at the end of the year. So we would have, we would be under some pretty strict time constraints. And so as some like ADD and a learning disability, like that, like sometimes I, I shorthand words when I feel like I'm rushed, but she is, she was picking on me on that. She's like, Oh my God, you need to get better on that. You're only going to get a three if you don't improve your ways. And anywho, how that ties to this, like I would, like I remember when, when the, when it was the 2008, um, presidential primary. And I was like, like I was gonna, I was squarely gonna vote for Obama in that primary. But I was also, um, I also liked what Ron Paul was saying with regards to, you know, ending wasteless wars and, and 
cannabis reform and my teacher was like being like oh you only you guys only all you people in this class only only like um ron paul because he wants to legalize pot he doesn't have any real policies like she was just so dismissive of this this was in 2008 early 2008 but again that was the environment back then in the aughts this was just a joke this was just a california thing this was just a washington thing this was just an oregon thing or colorado thing and, you know, it was treated like a deadhead sort of drug, you know, and any politician, including Beto, that was going to the mat for for cannabis and for decriminalization of drugs. I have to give a lot of credit for because like like my like the story I just told you, you know, talking about cannabis like openly before 2000, before the 2010s, it was very, it was still very, very taboo and you still had to be very careful about it. And people were kicked to profile and, and stereotype you discussing anything drug reform related back then. You know, I, I feel like, I feel like you, my younger listeners don't get that, but anyone, anyone old, older than 27, 28 knows, knows that this was the case. Let's continue. One of the clearest examples is former councilman Beto O'Rourke, who said in 20, in 2009 that the violence of the drug war demanded that legislatures have a conversation about the possibility of legalizing marijuana and ending the prohibition of narcotics. Shout out to Beto O'Rourke. Shout out to that man. But again, like seriously, before 2010, this was so taboo. Like, you know, you had shows like Weeds and stuff, but like in terms of like actually discussing this politically like you were like it was it was fringe stuff you know he was attacked over an amendment he he filed to that effect which passed the city council but was later vetoed by the mayor though exposure inevitably in inadvertently helped launch him into the national spotlight, play, paving the path for his successful run for Congress and eventual 2020 Democratic presidential bid. The city has also currently, the city also currently has a separate policy called the First Chance Program. Under that initiative, individuals with no prior convictions who are guilty of low-level cannabis possessions can pay a $100 uh, fee to avoid jail and maintain a clean record. The Texas House of Representatives approved a, a marijuana decriminalization bill about a year ago, but it did not advance in the Senate thanks to Dan Patrick. Uh, I, emphasis mine. He didn't, um, Yeager didn't put Dan Patrick in, in the article, but for all, for folks outside of Texas and for folks in it, like, Again, Dan Patrick, he's the lieutenant governor of, of Texas, but in Texas, the lieutenant governor is effectively the head of the Senate, in a sense. So he, he, he decides who's on, who's, who chairs what committee and what bills get passed. So the lieutenant governor is effectively the president of the Senate. And if they don't want a certain bill or measure to pass, that lieutenant, the lieutenant governor of Texas can stop it in its tracks. Like, you know, the, the House of Reps have been more liberal in Texas, but the Senate is where they always run in, is where bills and reforms always run into problems, thanks to Dan Patrick and his prohibitionist reefer madness. You know, think of the children's sort of mindset. You know, that, that sort of permeates no matter what, cause he's, he's head of the Senate and he can block decrim. Um, Governor Abbott, um, 
last year was working with a with a Democrat to with a D on on that decrim bill that was that happened a year ago. He was actually the the actual governor was giving decrim his blessing. But his lieutenant governor, I mean, I kind of just think it was just a plain old bluff. He was just working with the Dems. It was a plain old bluff and plain old 3D chess. He was working with the Democrat to show, hey, Texas, I'm actually listening to you on this decrim issue. I, I know people are talking about this and people want want movement on this. So I'll work, I'll, I'll play work with the Democrat and I'll, and I'll, I'll play pretend that I don't have a very, that I, I don't have a very, um, that I have a very good hand. I'll, 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 I'll play, I'll, I'll fake the motions and, and fake the funk and, and, and bluff my, my crappy hand so I can win over some, some, some of the other people and get, get some of their chips. You know, I'm just going to pretend that I'm for it. But then my lieutenant governor, who's an opponent, who actually echoes my real position, he's going to be there to block it. He's going to be there to play referee and to, to, sorry, to, to sort of play rescue you know, to keep the reefer madness, uh, mindset intact, intact that all of the, all that both the governor and the lieutenant governor had. It was just one big 3D chess move as an outsider. That's what it looks like. But, um, maybe, maybe you'll have a shot in 2021 to move this ball, but we'll, we'll see. The Texas House of Representatives approved a marijuana decriminalization bill about a year ago, but it did not advance in the Senate before the end of the 2019 session. Lawmakers are not scheduled to meet in 2020. Quote, advocates have to keep working at every level of government to push politicians to do the right thing, including statewide policy change. Banning arrests for marijuana possession, Fazio said. Our next shot begins in 2021. So we gotta, we gotta convince Abbott to tell his lieutenant governor to stop blocking these reforms. You know, cause the governor Abbott can work with, can work with Democrats all he wants and give D, some sort of decrim bill his blessing and say he's open to it. But if he's continually allowing Dan Patrick to block it in the Senate, then what's the point? It's just 3D chess for the guy. You know, but hopefully enough of you can, like, can enough of you guys can get victories in, 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 in the, on a local and municipal level, like El Paso is getting, get, move the ball forward and continue to move the ball forward, your state lawmakers. And then 2021, you know, with, with some, with some maneuvering by both, to both the governor and the lieutenant governor, maybe, maybe something can get done. Who knows? Maybe at least something can get done. We'll see. Advocates have to keep working at every level of government to push politicians to do the right thing, including a statewide policy change, banning arrests for marijuana possession, Fazio said. Our next shot begins in 20, January 2021. Cannabis possession cases have been declining in Texas, but not because marijuana laws have formally changed. Instead, law enforcement are reporting fewer possession cases, and advocates attribute that to the legalization of hemp, which has created complications for the police when attempting to determine whether a person has is lawfully possessing the non-intoxicating crop or the still illicit cousin. Meanwhile, officers with the Texas with the Texas Department of Public Safety were directed last year not to arrest people for possessing four ounces 
or less of marijuana and instead issue a citation. Again, this policy change was connected to the hemp legalization. The proposed hemp regulations approved by the U.S. Department of Agriculture in January. End of article. So, I mean, you got to keep going. You got to keep advocating. We got to keep moving the ball forward. Like by people, like by people in the 2000s electing Beto O'Rourke, who was going to be an advocate for drug reform and who was going to be a force of good in his city council in El Paso. And then they, when they did that, they, they got, they made it known that reform, that there was a, uh, that there was demand for this sort of reform and he got elevated to congressman and got to bring that message further and got to further that mes- message but when we elect the right people in city council we write to our our lawmakers you'll be surprised at what you can get done you know just showing up just showing up and voting locally and voting on a state level you'll be surprised at the reform you can get done and even when it seems like your politicians you're not listening um, what persistence you can get them to listen and we got to continue to move the ball forward and we can't get complacent. But again, this is a huge win. Congratulations to the people of El Paso. Um, keep trucking, keep getting this done, keep putting in the work. Um, I don't want to keep this episode too long. Peace out. Ciao and stay medicated, my friends. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you can do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV. 
nine. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as dog treat 20, tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And if you're in Northeast New England and you're in Eastern Massachusetts, especially, or, or um, Southern New Hampshire or Southern Maine, then you can get some great and inexpensive CBD flower delivered directly to your door very quickly. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash shop dot boston empire dot com slash question mark ref equals d scotland and as always everyone stay medicated my friends peace out and ciao